You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shine football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy first day of August. Oh, oh. Hold on, rents due. <laughs> Actually, okay. good reminder. Uh, Susanna oh, wow. Collins, Nico Cantor, yeah. back at the desk, Feels looking like, nice and suntan. Thank you. Feels like very, a long time. Very Miami. Hi, Charlie Davies. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Alexis Guerreros. Guess who else is back? Jenny Chu. Yes. Mm. Oh, nice. my God. squad. The gang's the back. OG the OG gang. Back. And we've been up since 3 a.m. Yeah. Well, should we dive in? Let's do it. Shall we Let's talk go. about it? As Charlie alluded to, we were all up bright and early to watch the United States take on Portugal in their final match of the group stage in the Women's World Cup. They needed a win or a draw in order to advance out of the group stage. The good news is uh, they were able to get that done. A scoreless draw, however, I think has kind of left us all feeling like there's a lot to be desired here. Um, Portugal, I will argue in this they they were saying on the broadcast played the game of their life yeah this was keep in mind this is their first ever world cup appearance um and so to keep the united states scoreless um was a was and they had opportunities to score Mm -hmm. they looked especially dangerous on the counter so this is how uh groupie uh looks at the end of the day we've got the netherlands winning the group united states also advancing and portugal and vietnam um are eliminated but I don't know, guys. I, I I feel like we're all we we don't really know how to feel. It's great that they advance. That's the goal. You always want to get out of the group, and so in one sense, you're like, okay, we got the job done. But a scoreless draw against Portugal does not feel like enough. It doesn't feel like what we have come uh, to expect of this team. I know that when, especially when you look at the Netherlands, what they did to Vietnam, they beat Vietnam seven nil. That type of dominating performance we have not seen yet from this group. I know Vlatko did make a couple changes to the starting 11, which we were questioning whether or not that was going to be something that he did. But Rose Lavelle was in there. We saw Lynn Williams in the starting 11. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, not feeling, I'm not feeling particularly enthused by this performance and by this team right now. Un- underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah, very much so. Very Un- underwhelming. Uninspiring. Uninspiring. The difference between past U.S. women's national teams and this team is that 
they aren't dictating the tempo. They aren't controlling the game. And it starts with the midfield. This midfield is toothless. They don't keep the ball. Netherlands, same with Portugal. They kept the ball. They were the ones taking risks, playing in tight spaces. We, we aren't doing that. And for this U.S. women's team to impose their will, they have to be able to change pay, the pace of the game, change speeds on the ball, dribbling. Let's see some combinations. It's very predictable. And so when you're playing very predictable, it's easy to, to play through the lines. There were times where Portugal were, were able to bypass our midfield, and then the back line retreats towards mm. goal, and there's all that space, lagoons of, of yeah. space in the midfield. And so... That is the issue, is the midfield being able to keep possession, knock the ball around, swing it from side to side, get the opposing team to chase the game, pull them out of position. Otherwise, they can sit back and say, go ahead, try and play that direct ball to Alex Morgan. We can see it. Let her check. She's not dangerous going towards her own goal. Nope. And that's the, I think the, the overall view is, and especially watching this game, I came to the realization that, they're, no one's scared of us anymore. Mm -mm. There's, no, there's no real threat to playing the U.S. There's no danger to playing the U.S. There's no, they're going to get on top of us. They're, they're, they're not going to let it stop. They're going to, you know, it's going to be an all-out assault. We don't have that anymore. You know, our most creative midfielder had zero options. Couldn't, couldn't be creative. And now the next match we're going to play without Rose Lavelle. That's yep. what I'm talking about, by the way. Uh, uh, it's just, it's like, I watched this game, and I'm like, yes, we got through. Great. You did your job. You got through. But there's more questions than there are answers. They're not imposing, which is the scary part, because you expect them to come out and, and dictate and, and be the queens of the match. To them, them having that confidence, that control. Mm -hmm. There's never a moment during, or at least large periods of the game, where you see somebody in the six asking for the ball, receiving, runners in, options inside. Collectively, it's not there. And they were playing with fire today, the women's Oof. national team. As that score was still 0-0, heading closer to 90, you could tell that Portugal was growing in hope and in confidence almost because there was a dip in energy and in fitness in, mm -hmm. in Portugal around mm -hmm. the 75th <clears throat> minute mark. And... The U.S. did not take advantage of it. And, and look at, look at the, the play where the long ball is played over the top and, and the flick Portugal, header. the flicked header, Portugal ends up hitting the post. The person, I'm not sure if it's... If it's um, it was Jacinta. Yeah, right, but... Capenta was the one, Morgan sorry. on the press on the long ball, I'm, I'm not sure if it was her, but whoever the player was, almost jogging to that ball that gets launched... And that post, the United States was centimeters away from Going one of the most devastating losses in U.S. soccer history. I don't know if it's hyperbolic to say uh, that it's up there with the men's national team lost to Trinidad and Tobago. If they had been eliminated, yes, I would no, that's, 100% put it on that same World scale. That's World Cup history, not just yeah. U.S. or, you know, U.S. Right. men's or women's. That is yeah. but, but <clears throat> you know, World Cup history. They escaped the group with one win against the minnows of this mm -hmm. group, Vietnam, 3-0. And not even an impressive win. It's the no. only win. And when I look at this U.S. Women's National Team, I want to see an identity. How, yeah. how, what's your strengths? Because we don't know. Watching them play these first three games, you don't know their strengths. And if it isn't keep the ball, then sit in your mid block or your low block, wait for that transition moment, 
because those were the times where you saw Rose Lavelle get in behind, but then there was no creativity, no imagination. Hmm. They get into the final third, and it's a loose ball that go, goes over the end line for a goal kick. It's a ball that goes too wide. It, it's very predictable. There's not checking and playing one-twos. And, and imprecise. I, I, I would just expect to see a little bit more clarity from this team knowing this is how we want to play. And it seems like everyone is an individual within this team. And that's why I said I would like to see Sophia Smith play the nine because she gets on the ball. Hmm. She plays for Portland Thorns. She's the one who gets on, dictates the tempo, changes her pace uh, on the dribble. You want to see more players in possession. And that's not what we're seeing. No, and we'd be fooling ourselves if we said that this is a now problem. This has been happening since before the mm -hmm. World Cup, and there hasn't really been any progress. And the lack of balance in the squad that was taken, where you only you literally have one natural nine, nobody else that's really competing against Alex Morgan for that well, position, unless you want to move Sophia, denied. right? But Sophia Smith is playing off the wing, mm -hmm. and. I, I asked Jordan Anjali the other day, do we live in a reality where Alex Morgan is not going to start? And I don't think Vlatko's ever not going to start her. Uh, but then it goes back to Vlatko right. not taking risks. Where's the, the, the man management within the game? Oh, so I think he is taking risks. Julie Ertz but not playing risks. in the six. He's taking dumb so this risks. So this is a Vlatko problem. Is more, it, more than more than, than, the, than players. the players. Okay. This is this is style how of play. The ingredients to the coach. The ingredients aren't the issue. Yeah. Is how they are cooked. Vlatko, being the chef in this scenario, is making a lot of decisions that are that are leaving me with so many questions. Why is it being set up this way? Why are we not seeing better changes? Why are we bringing in a 38-year-old in the 60th minute? No disrespect to Megan Rapinoe. I think she's a winner. But to bring her in for Sophia, Sophia Smith in that moment, I'm like, in the what 60, is, In the 61st in, minute. What are we, this, what are we you, trying you to do? Ash, Ashley Sanchez on the bench. And you wish she hasn't even touched the grass touched the pitch. in this competition. 84th minute, you make two more subs. Sonnet, who hadn't touched the pitch yet. Yep. And then Rodman for Lynn Williams and, and Lindsey Horan. Mm -hmm. the, the substitutions don't even make sense. In, in, in none of the games, the substitutions have had an impact on the game. And that's, in, that's Vlodko's fault. I will say there were moments where Megan Rapino was doing her thing down the left flank. There were mm. moments. Uh, give me a second. Moments. Not, to, not two, today. Two times. Two moments. Moments. Two moments. When, two, she, two. when she came in, but one I of don't, the very first balls that she played, but she she wasn't able to be impactful. Like no, and that's what I was gonna to. say. What I was gonna say is she had moments. There were there were there were flashes. There were moments where I'm like, okay, but it wasn't a sustained impact. There was no real impact on the game. I was actually gonna give you credit on what you said. I'm I'm just not gonna complete. She didn't come in and completely fail mm. in that position. But it just it's a very confusing decision. And, and there's just a ma it's a, it, the confusing, de confusing decisions continue to mount. And I, at some point, I, I have to say, like you, the, the reason we are qualifying through through draws and failing upward is because of the man in charge. There's just this isn't the player's issue. This isn't a quality issue. This isn't a talent issue. And this is a how it's constructed issue. And another reason why I said, let's rotate the squad, get some <clears> fresh <throat> legs in. There are women on this roster who have a lot to prove that are hungry, play with the chip on their shoulder. Ashley Sanchez, one who wants to prove herself. I've been saying it. If you benched, and it's not even benching, you're giving a rest to Alex Morgan. She's 34 years old. Give her a rest. You put Sophia Smith at the nine. 
not only are you resting her, you're, you're burning, you're getting her to burn with inside to say, oh, he's, he's, he's sitting me, he's giving me some time off to rest, or he's, he's using that as a, a way to take me off to give me. Now you have a, 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 a burning desire to get on the pitch and prove mm. that I'm still Alex Morgan. I can still score goals. That's how you, you as a coach, you, you, you play the game. You're saying, okay, now I'm going to start a fire here with Alex Morgan. I want to I wanna mm. get her to be a little bit more angry. I want her to play with fire and say, I want to play. I want to score goals. Of course they want to win the game. After, after the match, we saw some of the analysts say, oh, this team, they're focused on dancing. They, they don't want to win. They all want to win. Yeah. Everyone who, yeah, of course who puts on a kit wants to win. But the style of play does not suit this team. Can I just throw something out there? Yes. Julie Ertz at the six, Alana Cook center back, and that will give the midfield a little bit more bite, a little bit more control. That's, that's the only thing I'm leaving out there into oblivion. Maybe Couldn't agree I, with you more. I, I think it's an interesting point, too, that you made earlier, that the U.S. are no longer this unstoppable force, and people look at this team and see ways to, to beat them. So they will now play either, I guess it will be Sweden. It, it's it's going to be Sweden. It's going to be Sweden. Not officially official, but it's going to be Sweden. I have never been so dejected uh -huh. going into a round the 16 World Cup match with this women's national team, mm -hmm. at least in my lifetime from the World Cups, that I remember it's going to be tough. And props yeah. to Portugal. They played brave. They, they absolutely did. And they, they, were, almost they were inches away from winning. The national yeah. team. Norton, Pinta, Pinto, Silva, and Man, Jessica Silva. Oof. Oof. Uh, but Andrea Norton... Get yeah. it on the ball. And it was just five-yard passes, but it was pass move, pass move, pass move. And you just you you were watching this team, they don't have as much quality as US, US or depth. But the idea is just to keep it close. Well, and they played with a heck of a lot of belief too mm -hmm. in yes. themselves. They did not give up. Spirited. I was I was scared at the at the end of that that match that they were gonna yep. find a, a winner because it looked entirely possible. We didn't even uh, talk about Alyssa Nair. No. Okay. Well, we've got we've got more time on the show to do that. Lucky hey, for us. All right. Our producers like, please go yeah. to break. Commercial um, break, please. <laughs> and we are going to go to break. Before we do, we have a score update because we've got some Group D action. Uh, England are up one nil over China. Alessia Russo scores a goal in that one. It is still scoreless between Haiti and Denmark. We will keep you posted on both of those matches throughout the show. All right, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick timeout. Jenny Chu will be back with some headlines on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, let's send it over to Jenny Chu, who's back. It's great to see you. Thank you. have got you. some headlines for us. I know you had a late night, and so I just want everyone to know that Jenny Chu is a warrior, and she um, really hustled to get to the studio this morning from Thank the airport. Thank you, Susanna. I, I drove straight here. I didn't want to miss you guys. Um, I don't have the same tan that Nico got from his weekend, but <laughs> but I had a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what you have, Jenny? You have also oh my some... God. Oh, boy. 
Amlu for you, so enjoy that as well. Thank Why you. Why is she different? Than I didn't get anybody present. Jenny's different. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think he said I'm his best friend. That's all I heard. Besties. Uh, for today's headlines, yesterday's high-profile meeting between representatives from Bayern Munich and Tottenham Hotspurs concluded without an agreement over Harry Kane's future. According to The Athletic, the two clubs are reportedly $32 million apart in their valuation of the star forward, who currently has a year remaining on his contract with the North London club. Tottenham have rejected two bids for their star striker by the Bundesliga champions, but the German champs have been persistent in their pursuit. The transfer window closes on September 1st. Premier League and EFL officials will add World Cup-level amounts of injury time to matches as part of directives for the new season. Additionally, a higher threshold for contact between players will be applied, players will be booked for crowding a referee, and managers must stay in their technical area. The new rules will be applied from the first championship game this Friday. The added minutes at the end of EFL and Premier League matches are now expected to frequently extend into double digits, something we've seen in those World Cups. The Saudi Pro League continues to make major signings during the summer transfer window as one of MLS's top attackers grow joins the growing list. Columbus Crew's two-time MLS All-Star Lucas Zelarayan has joined Saudi Pro League side Al Sate. <laughs> I don't know why he's laughing. The attacking midfielder has had 16 goal contributions across 20 MLS appearances this season. The Armenian international was named 2020 MLS Cup MVP after helping lead the crew to win the MLS Cup in his first season. He joins a bevy of summer signings by the Saudi Pro League like Mares, Henderson, Benzema, Conte, Neves and Jota. And speaking of Saudi Pro League signings, Al Ittihad have announced the signing of Fabinho from Liverpool. The Brazilian is the second midfielder from Liverpool to join a club in Saudi Arabia following Jordan Henderson's move to Al Etifak. The club announced the deal on Monday evening with pictures of Fabinho along with the caption, Welcome Fabinho to the stronghold of the Tigers. The 29-year-old has signed a deal until 2026. Finally, in more upbeat Liverpool news, Liverpool have named Virgil van Dijk as their new skipper, with fellow defender Trent Alexander-Arnold taking on the role of vice-captain. Van Dijk, who also captains the Netherlands national team, replaces Jordan Henderson, who joined Saudi Pro League club Al Etifak last week. Van Dijk has made 222 appearances for the Merseyside Giants since moving from Southampton in 2018. Alexander-Arnold joined Liverpool's academy in 2004 and captained the club across the youth level. He takes over for veteran James Milner, who left for Brighton this summer. What do you guys think about that? Van Dyke is filling in for some rather large shoes for Henderson. Is he the right fit for the leadership position? Susanna. A hundred percent. The clear and obvious choice as mm -hmm. the captain for, for the squad. I also, I love that, I love the idea of, the, of having a captain at the, as a center back position. You know, just sort of that anchor of, of the squad. Virgil has been, I know he's had some, some injury setbacks in, in recent years. And maybe people uh, will say that he's kind of like on, on his decline. He still performs at such a high yeah. level. He makes it look so, so easy. He's so composed. So composed. And I also love that Trent is, has gotten the vice captaincy. You saw the moment um, when Jurgen Klopp told him that he was going oh, to no. was be it the, on there was a there oh, was a I video of it. it. It's nice. And Trent's face is just kind of like, oh my gosh, a Liverpool kid, you yeah. know? Um, it's it, here it is actually. So this is Jurgen Klopp oh, pulling said, him over. Hold on. So hold on, hold on, Trent. Uh, so I was thinking right I'm here. I'm just, um, you know, you're a top uh, lad. Yeah, you're a really top lad. And <laughs> Trent, you're the you're the vice captain. I love you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks, coach. You've earned it. You've earned it, mate. But yeah, it's just a special moment. Um, I appreciate you. And I think that Jurgen Klopp showing that level of confidence in a player like Trent, who we know that he is supremely talented, uh, but you know the, the ceiling is very high for him, I think is 
I think is super cool. So I'm stoked, Jenny. When we talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold, he had a bit of a roller coaster of a season last year in his performances. Will this motivate him or add more pressure for, for that? Mo motivate, because you have confidence. It's the trust. And last season, he ended on a, a, a high, a supreme high, just because he felt that his, his position was transformed, now playing as a more inverted, inverted right back, back coming yeah. inside playing as a midfielder, and now he's playing to his strengths. His weaknesses were defending 1v1 on, on, and on the, the flank. So now when he's in possession coming inside, that gives a little bit more flexibility to the way Liverpool play. And now you can have your right wing, Mo Salah, just hit, let him dominate the right side. You don't have to overlap as much. And I think the, now that the way Liverpool play, you're giving more support to the midfield, which is what they need. Yeah, they found a lot of answers to the problems, and he was getting bashed because mm -hmm. of his defending, yeah. honestly, because everybody knew the potential of his world-class, his, his, the potential of his world-class, right? He's, mm -hmm. he's a very talented player. And they kind of found that answer, and now with Klopp's backing that trust, it's like, hey, Everything is good here. This is our guy, and, and let's continue forward with him. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually excited and feeling slightly optimistic about Liverpool's chances this season. I think I'm they're going to be competitive. Always. I, no, think, I, I think. I think always. you're right. This year, this year more more so than ever. I really like. Just to get into the top four. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, top four. Get back 100%. in the Champions League. Exactly. Just where they belong. Wow. We're going to take another break. We are chatting some League's Cup action when we return. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back. Group stage of League's Cup is all wrapped up, and here is a look at the updated bracket. There are 
still 32 teams in this tournament. That's a lot wow. of games. That's a that's a hefty bracket that we're looking at, but some uh, some pretty exciting matchups to look forward to. And I think all eyes, as it has been since League's Cup started last week, Inter Miami and Messi is the story of the tournament, obviously. Uh, they've just, Nico, they've looked like a completely different team from the one that was sitting at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings in Major League Soccer. They have an upcoming match against Orlando, yeah. which is, makes this a Florida Derby, which is, uh, Derby matches are always uh, incredibly exciting. And Orlando, to their credit, have looked pretty good recently. Um, they've got some some really exciting players. Uh, the Duncan McGuire, who is their, their rookie, I think has eight goals and a couple of assists this year. He looks like he's going to be a contender for Rookie of the Year. Uh, they've got some exciting pieces, so I think this is setting up to be um, a really exciting match. This will be the first taste that Messi will get of sort yeah. of this, like, Florida rivalry. Definitely. And Orlando picked up some momentum with that last-minute win against Santos. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go in motivated to try to beat Messi at his house. And again, Inter look different. I think we've had a small sample size against weak teams. Still, it's great to get going. And Messi and Inter Miami have got going already. It's, it's crazy. Again, I'm going to repeat what I said last week. I didn't think the impact the impact on this team was going to be so immediate like it has. Messi has helped his teammates elevate his game, and they're only going to get better because with the acquisitions of Facundo Farias, the, who will probably slot in at left wing, where Robbie Robinson is playing, a very highly esteemed forward in the Argentine League. They were, they're saying that he's like Carlos Tevez. Everybody says oh. that he's like Tevez when Tevez was young in up and coming out of, out of Boca, which is a, before he became that, that, that pit bull type of player. And then Diego Gomez in the midfield, the, the, the Paraguayan who's at box to box. It's a different inner Miami now. I don't know if they're going to be ready. They're probably not going to be ready for, for the game. Yeah, I was going to say, tomorrow. Robert Taylor's getting benched? No, not yeah. now. And they're, they're, it's going to be much out of more similar yeah. to the team that's, that's going to look, that, that played against Atlanta, but Man, when you have Messi on the field, don't forget Busquets. And, well, and then Busquets, of course. I mean, you do start with Messi, though. I mean, come on. Yeah, but top of the list. Yes, yeah. you don't forget don't Busquets. Don't forget about Busquets. But, yeah, you Busquets has allowed the play to be open, free-flowing, mm -hmm. dynamic, mm -hmm. unpredictable. I, I don't think, though. I think that this is going to be a bigger test for Miami. I think that Orlando are, are playing a lot better than in Atlanta. I think that they're better than yeah, a, a Cruz better Azul. Than Cruz I don't think they're going to give Busquets that type of space right. that we saw Atlanta for giving e him. For every team it's going to be, the challenge will be how to stop Busquets, yeah. not give him the time and space on the ball to find those outlets so Messi can be free. And, and you got to do it with two players. So it's one that fronts Busquets and the other one that's kind of shadowing. It's two attackers. Force the center backs. So whether it's, you know, if, if you shift them left, then you force them to the right back that striker continues to close it off. The other one comes, whether it's an attacking midfielder, comes in mm. and shuts that down. Force them to play long. Force them to play those long balls. Force Messi to have to run in behind. You have to make it predictable. Otherwise, what makes Busquets so good is he all, he's always moving. And therefore, you're, you, as, an attack, as, a, as a striker and you're trying to defend, you're constantly doing this. Before you know it, you win the ball, and you're out of position because you're chasing Busquets all over the place. So it's always playing. It's like the cat and the mouse, trying to figure yeah. out 
where Busquets likes to get the ball in the match and then trying to disrupt it, disrupt it, disrupt it, and then win, win the ball in transition moments and attack. Well, good luck. Uh, you know, because it is Busquets and Messi after all. And, you know, Orlando is playing better. They're only two points better on the table, uh, or in the standings, I should say, than, than Atlanta. Uh, they're, not they're not the most incredible team that... Uh, they've been playing... Be they've been they have been playing much better. Much yes. better. Yeah, yeah. And look, Facundo Torres, uh, you know, Ivan Angulo, they've got some incredible players. I just... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out... Every team they play says, all right, well, let's try it this way. Mm -hmm. The last two teams did this. That didn't work. Let's try this way yeah, to stop force it to Busquets DeAndre, and Messi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At his feet, make him there's, have to make the game. There's ways Come to try to Miller, frustrate make him. Make him have to make yeah. the game. Good or Christoph, who doesn't want the ball either. Yeah. Well, they're bringing in a center back, uh, Toto Aviles, from Racing in Argentina, also probably going to play for, for one of the two. I imagine maybe Christoph. Um, by the way, the derby already is a little bit heated mm -hmm. because there's a Vice City, who is one of the supporters groups of Inter-Miami, yeah. has a mural in Wynwood, mm -hmm. and they woke oh, up gosh. last week <gasps> to it being the defaced Defiled. in purple paint, and they restored it. Um, but not all credit to Vice City, who, you know. Wow. Look at that. At least they didn't try and put the purple on Messi's face because that would have been messed up. Disrespect. Oh, that would have been, yeah. That would have been I real didn't, I didn't up. think about that. Yeah. But uh, a nice little cheeky fire to start this uh, rivalry. Oh, yeah. Which is, I think it's underrated in, in MLS just because. This, what, what's this, ri this rivalry? The, this rivalry. And it should be. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it, 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 should, it should be more rated it's, than it, it is. It is where it is. But, yeah. but hold on. But now, when, now, now with Messi, yeah. it's taken a different tone. They're, and they always give good games. <laughs> well, it's, no, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. no, it's actually no, pretty it's rated. Actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's rated, it's rated. where it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> but now take it into yes, context no. that Messi's playing in this in this dark. Messi elevates everything. Let's just be honest. Oscar Perea. Can you get on the phone and get a big-time player to come in so that this rivalry can really be something? We have a Hudson River Derby, though. Also yes, we do. It's going to be at Red Bull Arena. It is uh, going to be a Red. It, it's Red Bulls. Uh, it came. They had a. It was a shaky performance, but they ended up pulling it out against, uh, I believe it was San Luis. It was a, a crazy match. Carlos Coronel yeah. came up big that on a save. on a penalty save. And we're actually scoring in this so, competition. You know, him and going. NYCFC are scoring goals. We're so. actually scoring goals. I mean, come on, Justin Hock looking pretty we'll good see. out there, even when they tried to take it away with VAR without looking love. at the screen. Do they you pull know? it off? Um, they can, yeah. I think th there's a difference between every other game that NYCFC and Rebel play and this derby. They, they both teams really want to win this derby. So to have this in a competition and knockout stage, I think it's gonna be big. This be both fun. Both teams want to win. You know, but you there's different. Say. They, there's different. <laughs> This one's a little bit more. I think this one's also underrated. <laughs> uh, this is a big one for both teams. They circle these games against each other. So That's to have right. an extra one, it's great. Let's go. Round of 32. All right, guys, we are going to take a break, uh, but plenty more to come on Morning Footy when we return. Don't go anywhere. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Jenny Chu is at Hi, the Susanna. desk. Hello. So good to have you back in studio. Uh, we have been chatting about the U.S. Women's National Team, the nil-nil draw against Portugal. We heard what these two gents had to say in their reaction about mm -hmm. the game, but very curious to hear your thoughts on this result, this performance from the U.S. 
I think one of the biggest things that has come up for me is the disorganization from Blanco from the very beginning. There hasn't been a performance where you're saying this women's national team is so dominant and is going to go into the World Cup and be the team in so long. Like, you can't point to a performance in the recent two years and say, yep, that team is it. They're going to win another World Cup. There hasn't been that performance. And... You know, we, we interviewed Jill Ellis on Attacking Third the other day, and she mentioned that they had everything planned out five months ahead of time. They had the players that were going to the World Cup, who was the sub, when, when those subs would come on as game changers. So she had all of that planned ahead of time. We think about this roster. This roster was assembled in the last few minutes. We had Savannah DeMello being added at the very last minute. We had unknowns about Julie Ertz because of her return. I mean, all of these things were... At the end, these were not decisions made five months ahead of time. And I'm referencing the Jill Ellis interview because they end up winning the World Cup. Mm -hmm. You know, that makes sense that they were so organized and they had a plan. This feels like there's no plan. This feels like we're running on the seat of our pants. Uh, well, could, could I just add yeah, something? So I get the five months. But if you're telling me just because a Savannah DeMello makes a roster that this team isn't performing, I don't agree with that because... If you have five months or six months and a player comes out of nowhere and is wowing and she is dominating NWSL, she's clearly a, a, a talented player. A starter, that's debatable. That, I think it comes down to style of play with Blacko, not so much the player selection. It's more how do we play? How do we build out of the but back? I feel like that depends on the players that you have and their qualities to determine what is the best way to form. form but you didn't know what players you were going to take five months ago. I mean, yeah, I think Jenny's actually making a good point. I mean, you might not be taking in the correct context. I think having an idea of who you want to play and knowing that there may be possibilities for other players to slot in, you, you do want to have an open opportunity to say, okay, this is the, the, the roster I'm going to bring, but here are some players that could potentially make it if they play well. Having a plan, I, I kind of... If you, I, have a, if you have a style of play. Think, the style of play is the opposite of what, what I think Jenny's bringing up. What Jenny's bringing up is there wasn't, there clearly hasn't been instituted a plan ahead of time. There hasn't been a lot of detail being talk, looked into. Gotcha. We talk a lot too about uh, players needing to know their role mm. on a on Absolutely. a team and and when a coach when you know what is expected of you um, what your role on the team is going to be when you are going to be utilized I think that that is so helpful from a from a player's perspective and it seems like that might be a little bit lost um, in terms of what Vlatko has been doing with this with this team I don't know that there are specific defined roles for, for players on this team. Because we don't even, we don't know what lineup he's going to put out. You know, everything right. has sort of been a surprise. I completely agree with you. And, and to your point, Charlie, when Jill Ellis said it, I was like, that's insane. You don't know what's going to happen in right. five months. But to now see the decisions that are being made during the World Cup, it's very clear that those things weren't thought through. Jill Ellis talked about how in every situation, if they were down a goal, this is what would happen. If they were up a goal, if someone in the midfield was having, you know, a bad moment, this is what would happen. Thinking through those scenarios matters. You now took um, two defenders, so Cook and Gurma, that have been playing together, and you didn't play them. You stuck someone else in there that hadn't played there. I mean, that is a, a massive example of going and just throwing it out there. Right. I, really, I, I, I struggle with... Obviously, it's not going to come together because one of the things about roles is what Jalela said is, when I tell you, you know, five months ahead of time, maybe that's extreme. You are a starter, and then you go and you say, hey, Carly Lloyd, you're going to be coming off the bench and you're a game changer. Carly Lloyd, your job is not to fight for Alex Morgan's spot. Your job is to, in the moments you're given, to cause a spark. 
And she now knows that's her role. Her role is not to beat out Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan does not have to feel like, oh, sh snaps, Carly's coming for my job. She knows that she needs to do her job in the moments that she's in. And Carly knows that when she comes in, that's her time to impact. I think there's, there's importance in that. I think if you look at the, some of the greatest managers in the world, right, Pep Guardiola, I'll, I'll put in for the way he's managed, Mikel Arteta, some of those folks, you don't feel that they're improvising. You feel that there is a detailed plan. If this happens, here we go here. If this happens, we go here. Here's what I expect of my players. I'm not getting that from Vlaco's decisions. So I completely agree with where your head's at. I completely agree. I, maybe Jill Ellis isn't the most inspirational coach as Agreed. far as tactics and whatnot. But to have a detailed plan and have yeah. an understanding for the players, I'm actually wondering what the players feel about what's been happening mm -hmm. over these the last few games. Yeah, it's, it's got to be bench, so confusing. There, there's no philosophy it was evident that something needed to change in this game today against Portugal. Mm -hmm. And it was evident that the midfield is where Portugal, as well as the Netherlands, were able to control the game and disrupt the, the style of play, if there is a style of play that the U.S. had in these games. And he did not make any adjustments, which is crazy to me. How do you not change your system knowing that, hey, guys, we're not – we're not getting on the ball. Yeah. We're not able to connect passes. The accuracy of our passes, it's so predictable. We're not finding feet. 50-50 balls. That, that was the issue in, in, well, with this U.S. Women's National Team. 100%, Charlie, but we've been seeing these problems for months. We, we've, we've known that it was in the writing on the mm -hmm. wall. I mean, it, this is not a surprise to anybody who's been watching. There hasn't been performances that you're saying, hey, yeah, they're the World Cup winners, no doubt. They're, they're champions. Mm -hmm. And why is Kelly O'Hara speaking in the team circle immediately after the match? Doesn't that kind of confuse you a little bit? And that's probably why I asked the question is, why? how do these players feel about Vlatko? Because is, is he the leader that is directing this right now, or is he simply the guy who makes the decisions and it's the team leaders that are kind of in charge a little bit? I don't know. It's a, it, these are all really, really good questions, and I think that um, we're not the only ones that are uh, having this type of reaction to, to this performance. Um, but at the end of the day, they do advance. Um, we just have to see what happens against uh, what will likely be Sweden, their next opponent. Let's pivot to Group F because um, both France, Brazil, and Jamaica could still all advance out of this group, which is uh, pretty remarkable, especially for a team like Jamaica, um, who have just been a, one of the fun surprises, I think, of this of this World Cup. Brazil coming off, uh, what was that, that super tough loss to France where Wendy Renard found the late game winner. So we've got this Jamaica-Brazil matchup. Jenny, Bunny Shaw will be back yep. for Jamaica, which is massive. When you take that into consideration, who would you give the edge to in this matchup? So it's interesting. I think uh, Jamaica only has to win or draw if France beats Panama, which is what we expect to happen in that, in that match. Um, so I think tactics come into play in that match. If you only have to draw or win to continue, how do you play? Now you have Bunny Shaw back. I think that when I watched um, Jamaica's game against Panama, they should have scored so many more goals. They were not clinical. And one of the things that I noticed is that they don't have a lot of power on their shots. Like, th their shots don't impress me. They don't scare the goalkeeper in mm -hmm. any way. And, and if you're playing against a Brazil, you, you need to have more power behind your shots or be more clinical, period. Um, when we talk about Brazil, I mean, they were so many people's dark horses. Yes. We expected a lot from them. But I do think that Jamaica can take this. 
this is a team that was in CONCACAF, so we covered them in W Championship. I watched all of their games. Their back line has not conceded a goal this entire time. That's important to note. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I know. I, I really like Drew Spence in the midfield oh, yeah. with Atlanta Primus. And those two players under Bunny Shaw, they, they will cause problems. So this Brazilian side has shown some vulnerabilities. If they aren't clinical when they get their opportunities, Jamaica can sneak one. Just like mm -hmm. we saw Portugal play the U.S. women's national team today, just keep it close. Yeah. And then all you need you is that, that last-minute winner. I will say the, the one thing that sticks out to me is the manager battle here. That's Lauren Donaldson, who coached a lot of the U.S. women's national team players for Jamaica, and then Pia Sonhag, who used to coach the U.S. Yeah. national mm -hmm. team for Brazil. So that's an interesting matchup, and those are both brilliant managers. A win or a draw for Jamaica would put them through. It would be the first time they would advance out of the, the group stage. So be would be, be massive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're wrapping things up. When we come back after a short break, stick around. We'll be right back. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV, the CBS Sports app, and streaming on Paramount+.